the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez and Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on this beautiful Saturday, October the 1st. Oh, so welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you for being with us. We've got a packed show. We've got guests. We had guests last week uh, that I interviewed at the um, at, in Washington, D.C. at the FAIR conference. Uh, and we've got some more. Uh, this week that uh, were also interviewed at the FAIR conference. First of all, we've got our first uh, guest is Mr. Mark Morgan, who's a, a regular on our on our show. But uh, Mark is the uh, former Customs and Border Protection Chief under Trump. Uh, we also have Tom Homan, who uh, many of you see and know, uh, is on Fox News. He's a contributor. Uh, Tom is the former ICE director under Trump. Uh, then we also have Mr. Art Del Cueto. Art is the Border Patrol National Council Vice President. He is based in Arizona. He's going to be chatting with us about uh, the morale of the uh, of the uh, Border Patrol agents and uh, what they're facing in Arizona. I mean, we know what uh, Border Patrol agents are facing here in Texas. Uh, I thought it would be very, very good to hear from him the perspective in Arizona. Also, um, from Arizona, we've got uh, a rancher, Mr. John Ladd. Uh, I thought I would get him on the show because uh, we hear a lot about what is going on here in uh, in Texas from ranchers, the things that they are facing, the things that they are suffering. And uh, getting John Ladd on the show, I thought, would be, would be very, very important and very, very good. We also have sheriffs, three sheriffs that I interviewed. First... Uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels, who is from Cochise County, Arizona, and uh, that's in Bisbee, Arizona, for those of you that know that area. Uh, he uh, and uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County, Arizona, uh, they are uh, kind of like on the front lines, you might say, of uh, the, the, the border crisis in their state. So uh, I thought it'd be very, very good to get both of them on. Mark Lamb has been on our show before. I'm, I've gotten to know him. He is a real, real fine person. Uh, and then uh, our concluding guest is Sheriff Urbino Benny Martinez from Brooks County, uh, Texas. Uh, Benny, uh, Sheriff uh, Martinez, uh, is uh, has been kind of like at the epicenter, had been at the epicenter of uh, illegal immigration in Brooks County. But now... Uh, that it's shifted more to Kenny County and, and Valverde County, where Eagle Pass and, and Del Rio are. Um, a lot more attention is directed in that uh, in that area than than in Brooks County. But Brooks County, my friends, continues to have problems with uh, illegal immigration and um, illegal aliens uh, dying uh, and uh, being caught and being chased. Uh, I mean, the whole ball of wax. The whole ball of wax. People. Uh, ranchers, property owners having all sorts of problems in Brooks County. So we're going to hear from from him. First of all, a real tragedy, and I am holding my breath because I'm not sure exactly how this is going to play out. But unfortunately, there was a uh, a, a uh, shooting in Hudspeth County, which is just west of uh, Del Rio and uh, Eagle Pass. The problem is that uh, two things. First of all, illegal aliens have become much more assertive and much more aggressive in their confrontation with property owners, as well as the fact that the amount of damage, the amount of uh, of, of uh, vandalism that has gone on 
on these ranches is uh, is enormous, my friends. Not only the breaking down of fences, damaging uh, uh, equipment used by the rancher to feed his uh, livestock, breaking and entering into homes, uh, theft. They've continued to get worse. So unfortunately, there was a confrontation of some type. The exact uh, details are still uh, being investigated. Uh, two, two gentlemen, two uh, ranchers, and um, some illegal aliens, and two illegal aliens were shot. One was killed, another was wounded. The uh, shooters, the ranchers, have been taken into custody. And uh, I'm just holding my breath to find out what's going to ha- happen because I just know that the ACLU is going to really scream and yell on this situation. And they're going to try to hold all ranchers responsible. So we shall see how that plays out. Another thing that has, has happened, and this is with more frequency that it's moving north, uh, there was a high-speed chase in Uvalde where uh, on this past Wednesday evening, uh, which resulted in a three-vehicle crash in downtown Uvalde, killing two people and injuring 10. Uh, Again, this was a high-speed chase uh, by Border Patrol and by um, troopers, Department of Public Safety folks, chasing, get this, a 17-year-old girl who was involved in human smuggling of uh, illegal aliens from from Mexico. 17-year-old girl, and uh, she crashed, and it resulted in two deaths and... Ten people being uh, being being injured, my friends. Again, this is blood that is laid at the feet of uh, of Joe Biden. He is responsible for this. He and his administration are justifying, are tolerating, are encouraging illegal immigration. Okay, and everybody and everybody is coming. And then they these people play games, play chase, hide and seek with their lives, and with our lives. What else has been happening? Well, get this. Kamala Harris, who has not been to our border, has announced that she is going to be going to South Korea to visit the DMC. She can't come to our border, but she's going to go to to Korea to visit that border. Outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Also, the the, uh, statistics that were announced this past week, 2,100,000 more, over 2,100,000 encounters at the border with illegal aliens by the Border Patrol. That's, that means that's how many people have come in, that they've counted, that they've touched, that they've encountered. 2.1 million. My friends, it is an invasion. I don't care what they say. All right, let's go to our first guest, Mr. Mark Morgan. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from Washington, D.C., here at the Fair Conference. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan. And uh, I wanted to uh, ask him about his thoughts about Governor DeSantis being investigated, accused and investigated by the Bear County Sheriff of transporting illegal aliens, of yeah. human trafficking. Yeah, for, George, I tell you, first of all, that, that sheriff, he should take that badge from his chest and put it in a drawer because he has transitioned from a law enforcement officer to a politician and his comments are simply they're moronic and they're just they're they're idiotic and I, I think we see it exactly for what it is I mean think about this so the last 19 months the last 19 months the the Biden administration under the the guise of secret leadership of, of, of secretary Myricus they they have flown and transported about two million illegal aliens uh, via their proxy, the NGOs, to just about every state in this country, including Chicago, D.C., and, of course, New York. Yet no issues from... At night. Yeah, at night, with no transparency, no coordination, and nobody says a thing. But as soon as two Republican governors do the same thing, now all of a 
sudden it's evil and it's against the law. It's hypocrisy at a whole new level. <laughs> now, uh, it seems to me also that he, if he wants to investigate anything, there's a lot of folks that are being picked up to do day labor that don't have work permits. That's right. Hey, not only that, that's right. I, I mean, this administration stopped uh, any work site enforcement. We know that we have... Uh, just a considerable amount of, of companies and employers in the United States that knowingly and willfully are violating the law and his county, by the way, hiring illegal aliens. But he's not doing anything about that. And let's not forget, this is the same county, the same sheriff that oversaw, right, the tractor trailer with 53 dead migrants resulted from, from a horrific death via asphyxiation. Where, where was he out, lashing out against the Biden administration or Secretary Mayorkas for opening the border and incentivizing the death and destruction that's not just happened to American citizens but the migrants themselves. That's why this man should take that badge off his chest because he's a disgrace. The um, uh, Again, the problem that continues to happen is that we don't see anybody from this administration coming down to the border. Uh, it wasn't too long ago, a couple of weeks ago that Kamala made the uh, the comment again that uh, the border is secure. I mean, uh, do they really care, do you think? Yeah, so I, I don't think they do. What they care about, let's not forget, though, this this is this is intentional. They took the most secure border in our lifetime, and they intentionally unsecured it. First president in my lifetime, I've worked for six presidents, both Republican and Democrat, because they see a perceived political benefit from this. One, illegal aliens, we talked about this, are, are counted as part of the census, and they believe every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. But you have. And this is what frustrates me. So not only just they dismantled the, the most secure border, and now every aspect of our, of our nation's public health, uh, safety, and security is being jeopardized, but they're lying to the American people. Vice President Harris, again, doubled down on our borders are secure. When we know, you and I have talked about this, I know you've talked about it in your broadcast, that just in la- this statistic alone, in the, mass, the past 19 months, one million gotaways, one million illegal aliens have broken our southwest, southwest border and evaded apprehension and made their way to every town, city, and state, and this vice president says our borders are secure. It's an absolute lie. Last question. The situation that we have heard regarding, I believe it's 78 known terrorists that have been been caught or that have been uh, identified. Uh, In the meantime, uh, now there is a real push by Democrats to stop counties in Texas from declaring an invasion. A terrorist coming into the country, in my opinion, is an invasion. And George, I think you're right. That's and, and I think you framed it right. What we need to do, and I, I think some, when they talk about invasion, they only talk about the bodies, the flow of illegal aliens. It's not. The invasion is based on the threat. We're being invaded via the hands of the cartels, which, let's keep, uh, come on, Many, much of Mexico is a failed narco state. The, we know that the cartels are, operate as a de facto or shadow government within Mexico. The, the cartels are more powerful and more influential than a lot of countries in this world. They're pushing across what they're invading the country is, is threats. They're invading this with criminal aliens, with murders, rapists, pedophiles, gang members. They're invading this this country with drugs and the fentanyl poisoning. They're invading our country with, with an increased national security threat and vulnerability. And they're using the illegal aliens, the, the invasion level numbers, to, to f- further their criminal schemes of the drugs and the criminals and the national security threat. So it's, it's apps, and, and, and we're here because the federal government, because the Biden administration has abdicated their constitutional duty to protect the states from threats from coming outside the borders. I mean, how many more times do we need to talk about the deaths of Americans due to fentanyl poisoning to wake up and say, yeah, the federal government has abdicated that duty and the states have a right to protect themselves? I absolutely think what's happening on the southwest border is an invasion. And, I, I you know, if the, if the Bear County Sheriff wants to in, in, uh, investigate anything, it would seem that he would investigate... How many terrorists or criminals are out there at the migrant center? That's exactly right. And the fact that the how about investigating why are are why in his county why are fentanyl deaths exploding in in his county? Right? How about he investigate the number of crimes being committed by illegal aliens? Look, he's his county is in Texas. He's part of of a state that from 2011 to 2022, 260,000 criminal aliens committed 433,000 crimes, including 800 homicides, 800 kidnappings, and 
5,000 sexual assaults. That's in Texas alone, and that includes his county. How about investigate that and go after the Biden administration for opening his borders and flooding his county with criminals and drugs, killing the citizens of his county that he has sworn to protect and uphold, and he has it. All he's done now is he's tarnished the badge, and he's become another politician. We've been talking with our good friend Mark Morgan, former uh, Customs and Border Enforcement Project. Thanks a lot. George, as always, thank you. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and we're here with uh, our good friend, Mr. Tom Holman, and uh, we're still here at the uh, fair, Hold Their Feet to the Fire conference, and uh, I wanted to chat with him because, first of all, I want to ask him his thoughts about uh, the Bear County Sheriff, uh, and then he's got a, a, a book with a movie that is that it's coming out and i want to hear about that tom welcome to welcome to the show as usual talk to us give us give us your thoughts about about the 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 the, the sheriff of san antonio i think what he did when he when he had that little press conference i think at that moment he stopped being a, a sheriff and became a politician i think i would take the badge off his chest and put it in his desk drawer <laughs> because uh he obviously doesn't believe in the rule of law when he makes a statement, they should come, we ought to put them to work. Does he realize encouraging more people to come is just going to result in more people dying? How many people got to die in his county? And it's, you know, at, least, at least 56 that we know. Yeah. How many people have to die before he wakes up? And you can't encourage illegal immigration because people, people die every day. He's not a very smart man. And, uh, again, he, he shouldn't have the honor of carrying, uh, wearing that badge on his chest. Because his comment is going to result in more death. His, his, and, and his comment is going to result in more illegal immigration, which ties more border patrol up, will be more fentanyl comes across that country, across that border, that's going to kill Americans. His comments were ignorant. He obviously doesn't know a thing about how illegal immigration works. The, uh, the, the situation that continues to happen, I mean, it doesn't seem like there is any type of effort to dissuade people from coming across the border. I mean, even Kamala Harris's comment the other day that the border is secure. Uh, do these people in Washington, do you think they get it? Well, they get it. They're just lying. She knows the border's not secure. <laughs> I mean, she's not an idiot. But when she makes statements like that, she sounds like one. Look... Two million crossings already this year, 1.7 last year. We'll end up probably around 2.3, which means that's 4 million encounters on the border. Add that, another million gotaways. That's 5 million people have crossed our border illegally since Joe Biden's been president two years. How in the hell is that secure? How in the hell is it that they've arrested 78 people on a terrorist screening database? 78? Yeah. No inspected terrorists. How is that secure? If they arrested 78, how many didn't they arrest? Yeah, right, exactly. Because terrorists don't want to be arrested. We, they got over 900,000 gotaways right now. How many of them are terrorists? So this is far from secure. She knows it. But she's not going to miss. She's a failure. She made a comment the other day that what Governor DeSantis and Abbott did was a dereliction of duty. <laughs> Who the hell is she to talk about dereliction of duty? She's a border czar and hasn't done the damn thing to slow the flow. <laughs> Oh, let me change the subject. Let me ask you about uh, your book and this movie that uh, that uh, is coming out. Well, that I they're working. When I retired, I wrote a book called "Defend the Border, Save Lives" because I truly believe a secure border saves lives. When President Trump had illegal immigration down eighty three percent, eighty three percent. How many women did get sexually assaulted? How many children didn't die in the river? How many billions of dollars of uh, billions of dollars did the cartels not make? How many Americans didn't die from drug overdoses that came across that river? So, I always use an analogy. If if you had 83% less cars on the road, would highway deaths go down? Of course it would. So, I wrote a book, Defend the Born and Save Lives, because half this country hates my guts. They think I'm a a racist. If they saw what I saw in 35 years, they'd understand my passion and the reason for 
securing the border. So I wrote a book about what happens on that border, the underbelly, the ugly underbelly of immigration. It, it, illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. That's what I wrote about, the terrible things I saw throughout my career. So someone approached me a few months ago. They wanted to do a documentary and a movie on the book. I thought it was a college buddy of mine, so I hung the phone up a couple of times. But they finally convinced me he was for real. And President Trump's involved with it. We had an event down Mar-a-Lago. There's another one coming up in November to kick it off. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. Now, you, uh, in, in the period that you were uh, both in the Border Patrol or in, in, in immigration, uh, you saw children dying as well, didn't you? Yeah, I've, I've, I've found dead children. I've held dead children. And, and it's just terrible. And, you know, I love kids. I'm a father myself. And the, the one, big, one incident in Victoria, Texas, I talk about in my book where I'm in back of tractor trailer with 19 dead migrants. Uh, that changed who I was forever. Because mm-hmm. when you see a five-year-old little five-year-old, five-year-old boy there realizing what his last hour of his life must have been, just terrible, terrible, tragic, painful, uh, shocking. It just it changed who I am. That's why I fight so hard because I don't want to see anybody die on the board, especially children. It just is, it's amazing. The um, uh, name of the book and uh, the possible film that's coming out, do you, do you have that? Name of the book, Defend the Border, Save Lives. If you want to know more about it, there's a website called defendtheborder.org. You can see what events are coming up, and there's this merchandise there, and you can keep track of what's going on. And let's, you know, maybe George Rodriguez is going to play Tom Homan. We don't know yet. <laughs> I'm too short. <laughs> Tom, thank you very, very much for, for taking time to be with us. Once again, George Rodriguez with Tom Holman. Thank you very much. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from from Washington, D.C. at the FAIR conference. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Art Del Cueto, who is the vice president of uh, the council, the Border, the Border Patrol Council. Uh, he is stationed in Arizona. Now, uh, Art, tell us what is going on in Arizona with regards to the border crisis, as well as uh, the general uh, attitude or, or the morale of the Border Patrol, because, uh, I mean, uh, they're not getting very much support from this administration. No, they're not, and it's it's gotaways, gotaways, gotaways. That's what we got going on in Arizona. No one wants to talk about it, no one wants to report it, because they want the visual, right? They want to see the visual like that you're seeing in Texas with a lot of the individuals that are turning themselves in. Arizona is, is unique. It always has been different, where you have so many individuals that are trying to uh, get away and not get caught. Uh, it's so easy to come across the border, turn yourselves in, ask for asylum, and you get released to the United States waiting your court date. Can you imagine how horrific the criminal background is on these individuals that are going that extra step not to get caught? So that's the problem. What does that do to morale? It's, it's destroying morale, and this administration and the agency, frankly, is helping with the destruction of that morale. Because even though Tucson Sector leads the country in Godaways, they still are removing agents from Tucson moving them to areas in Texas so they can assist with processing the bodies that are turning themselves in. So you can tell, when, when you do that, the morale is sitting there going, well, wait a minute, we got so many gotaways, but this agency is more concerned with processing faster than actually arresting the criminals. And at the same time, who's taking advantage of it? The drug cartels that operate along the Arizona southern border because they see gaps now. They see agents getting removed, so what do they do? They take advantage of that. They continue to bring drugs in the country. And, and you know, these people that are, a lot of these individuals in, in Washington that say the border is secure, there is no crisis, uh, there's no one coming across. It's just, it's, all that is a slap in the face to these agents uh, that they're putting their lives on the line out there each and every day. And they're putting their lives on the line because I've read uh, where agents have been attacked. Uh, something that uh, was rare in the, in the past uh, that they're being attacked. Have, have illegal aliens become more aggressive? They're, they're definitely more aggressive because w- when you're coming across and you're committing a crime and you're not getting prosecuted and then you're seeing individuals that are in vehicles that are trying to to escape, that, that that's another point, you know, and they're not getting prosecuted. You know, I mean, you're not getting prosecuted for committing crimes. So they look at it and they say, yeah, you know, might as well take a shot at the title. And, you know, they, they go ahead and they're willing to fight more. Uh, there's agents and, and, and law enforcement as a whole, not just agents out there in the southern border, 
that have been uh, trying to do vehicle stops. They end up being high-speed chases. People have been killed because of these high-speed chases. And then you turn around and ask, have they prosecuted the drivers? And a lot of them are, you know, minimum prosecutions or none. Uh, there's also agents and law enforcement out there that have, you know, tried to stop vehicles and the vehicle continues and they get drugged down the road and you don't see prosecutions. That's, that's difficult, man. When you're seeing the criminals not get prosecuted for the crime, that altogether destroys the morale. And, and we're seeing that in the cities a lot because we've got uh, these uh, DAs that have been hired, that have been uh, elected with uh, George Soros money, and they just don't seem to be pro law enforcement. They seem to be more social justice oriented. Right, right. You know, there, there was, and, and, and it, it's it's going to sound horrific, but there was. Um, Back when they were saying, just send more social workers instead of police officers. Uh, and I, know, I forgot who said it, but there was a law enforcement officer that said, you know, that's all fine and dandy till you have, you know, a naked psychopath coming at you with a samurai sword. And, and I believe there's just a recent story about a month ago. There was somebody out there with a samurai sword that was uh, coming after law enforcement. And it's where the social, they should have sent a social worker out there, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's just... This this administration and its its disregard and lack of respect for law enforcement in general. Obviously, we see the brunt of it at our southern border. That's that's at the top of the headlines. But there's a lot of law enforcement throughout the country that's not getting the credit they deserve. Just like I'm seeing, uh, and I speak about the gotaways in Arizona. A lot of people aren't talking about them because they're focused on the large groups that are that there's a visual of in Texas. Uh, let me let me conclude with this last question because in San Antonio we've got a sheriff that is going to prosecute or trying to prosecute the uh, governor of Florida uh, for human trafficking. He says. Right. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think somebody needs to ask him how many individuals has he prosecuted for actually trafficking in his own state and his own county. You know, he's concerned about. I don't know. Maybe he's got a book deal coming up, or he wants to write a book and he wants to hit the headlines and you know get his picture out there, like so many others have. Uh, but the, the, at the end of the day, I think you would put put his money where his mouth is and ask him how many individuals have you prosecuted in your own county for committing these same crimes. Art, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. We've been talking with uh, Art Del Cueto, Vice President of the um, Border Patrol Council. Thank you, sir. Howdy, 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 folks. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from the FAIR conference here in Washington, D.C. And I've got um, uh, a, a couple of folks uh, who are ranchers in Arizona. We have we speak to ranchers in South Texas all the time about their situation. I thought uh, I'd reach out to the lads and ask them what they face. Now, they're in southeast Arizona, like I said, Sierra Vista, Bisbee, their biggest town is um, is Tucson, and um, uh, uh, let's start with John. John, uh, tell us about what you are seeing. Uh, what things are bothering you as a rancher uh, uh, because of the border? Well, thanks for having us. Um, I'm fourth generation, and what we're seeing the last couple of years is the the people coming across through our ranch are military age men in full camo carpet shoes baklavas and a cell phone and border patrol is catching a hundred a day on our ranch right now and that's a 34 percent apprehension rate which that that's pretty good but but my concern is is what's happening the getaways where are they going and what are they up to now, what is the impact on your ranch personally or physically? I mean, uh, in South Texas, you know, we're seeing uh, uh, car chases that go through fences, uh, impact on, uh, on, on livestock, that kind of stuff. What is it, what is it that you're, that's happening to your property? Well, when they're, they're coming through the ranch, and we have the Trump Wall. Uh, we've got 52 miles of Trump Wall down in Cochise County. But they're cutting my fences, they're tearing up my pipeline, water line. I got 19 miles of pipeline that I got to fix every day. I got to fix fence every day. We're also having the car chases. And and they're going through the ranch, and then they're getting on the highway, and they've, they've killed three or four people in Sierra Vista running red lights and 90 miles an hour. Um, Border Patrol has been hamstrung by this administration. Um, 
we, we probably have two agents that are able to patrol the border. We, our horse patrol is absolutely phenomenal, but the, they're detailing our agents out to Tucson to take care of the thousand a day they're catching in Yuma. So we're shorthanded down at NACO. Now, uh, it used to be, because uh, I worked in immigration in the, in, the, in the Reagan administration. I was 12 years old then. A- a- anyway, uh, I, uh, I remember the days when we would go to the Yuma station and p- people would run away from us and hide. Have they become more aggressive? Well, absolutely. It, it, Bold no, and aggressive. Yes, you're exactly right. Now, Yuma, they're giving up most of them. Down in our area... They're fighting, stealing, biting, cheating. They do not want to get caught. And, and we've, we've had a, a 300% increase in Border Patrol assaults wow. in the last couple of years. Stabbings, uh, rockings. Uh, they've, oh, they've killed, I think, three different immigrants over throwing rocks at agents. And, and the, the agents are getting hit by rocks. I mean, they're concussions and everything else. And then they they got to re- they got to take lethal action. Let me ask Joe Beth. Okay, you as the housewife, as a woman, how do you feel about uh, this invasion that's going on, this uh, uh, crisis that's out of control? Well, I I feel the same way John does. It's it's just it's unbelievable what they're letting happen to our border and to our country. All these people coming across. You know, we used to get the women, children, you know, the families. And, and that was bad enough, although they weren't, they were here for a better life and, you know, jobs and all that. But these people coming across now, as you, you know, saw the picture, they're dressed in camo, they're military-age men. They're not coming across for, for jobs or a better life. And they're aggressive. Do you feel, um, do you feel uh, uh, in danger uh, now with, uh, with these folks coming across? I mean, uh, I mean, it's your ranch. You should feel secure. How do you feel? Well, I, I don't live in fear, and I feel safe in the house, but we lock the doors. You, when you go outside, you know, to get in your car, you look around, make sure people aren't around. When the dogs bark, you check out what they're barking about. So, but you can't, you can't live in fear. It's, you know, that's no life. Mm-hmm. Uh, in conclusion, what, uh, what message do you have right now that you're here in D.C.? What message do you have for not only our audience, but for the politicians in D.C.? Well, the first thing I want to tell them to quit lying to the American people. The border is wide open. You want to get across that border, you can do whatever you want to do. The second part of it is, is quit saying that our immigration laws are broken. They're not being enforced. Uh, the, the four years of Donald Trump, they were catching six illegals a month on our edge. That, now that proves it can be enforced. And we're not doing it. And Let's start. Joe Bell? Well, yeah, I'd say the same thing. And to the American people, if you don't want our country to turn into the same type of country these people are fleeing from, then you better get out and vote for people that will will stop and, you know, stop this invasion and close the border. Thank you very much. We've been talking with uh, John and Joe Beth Ladd from uh, their ranchers in uh, southeast Arizona. Thank you very, very much. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from Washington, D.C. We are here at the uh, Hold Their Feet to the Fire uh, Radio Row Convention that FAIR puts on every year. And uh, we've got a special guest that's never been with us, uh, Mr. Mark Daniels, who is the sheriff of Cochise County, Arizona. Uh, Some of you folks may remember there used to be a show called The Sheriff of Cochise. Well, this is the man right here, um, Mr. Mark Daniels. Mark, uh, or Sheriff, should I say, uh, tell us about the uh, illegal uh, immigration, the border crisis in your community. What it, uh, what, what's it looking like? Well, George, thanks for having me. And Cochise County is lo- located in the southeast corner of the state of Arizona. We're the 38th largest landmass county with over 6,200 square miles. A little side note, though, Cochise County is the only county in the country named after a tribal chief. So we hold that close to us. But we have no tribal lands. We also have 83 miles of international border. So in Cochise County right now, we're dealing with complete gotaways. 
100% Godaway single male adults, a lot of fight and flight, and we've taken a very proactive stance working local, uh, locally with our state governor, our state law enforcement, and our federal agents, even though they've been thinned out pretty hard by this administration. So, give you an example, over since January we've had 853 suspects, border-related suspects, booked in our jail for border crimes, 853. We've identified 324 victims of border-related crimes since March up to current time. So we have a huge impact. The assaults on law enforcement is the highest I've ever seen it. And let me just say, my 38 years career in law enforcement, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is the ugliest I've ever seen it, George. Now, the assaults that we're talking about, two things. First of all, let me ask you, uh, what's the population of Cochise County? I mean, what's your manpower uh, compared to the um, amount of area that, that you're covering? We have a population around 125,000, plus we have an Army installation in Fort Huachuca. Right now, I have about 97 sworn deputies uh, patrolling that whole county. Gotcha. The uh, it used to be that because uh, I grew up on the border as well as served in uh, in, in immigration, uh, I, it used to be that that illegal aliens would see somebody and run. Um, but I hear now that they're fighting back, that they will take a stand, and if they uh, outnumber you, that uh, they'll come after you. The international cartels, the TNOs, transnational organizations, tell them to fight and flight. So that's why we're seeing five to ten pursuits a day coming through our county. Uh, 100 miles an hour, endangering my citizens. We've had death as a result of that. I mean, you name it. It's just, it's not a good thing, and it's frustrating to my citizens, frustrating to us as a sheriff that takes an oath of office to protect the citizens and uphold their, their freedoms and liberties. It's frustrating, George. Is uh, uh, is there any uh, assistance coming from the state in any form or fashion? Like in, in Texas, the governor has, uh, has assigned uh, state troopers to help out in some form or fashion. Uh, do you get any kind of assistance? We do. If it wasn't for Governor Ducey and our state lawmakers, I'd be in serious trouble. Uh, right now, to give you an example, it costs me right now for border-related suspects booked in my jail cost to my citizens $900,000 every three months is what's costing me. The states help me pay for that. They're paying for my operation to go out and uh, keep our community safe when it comes to safe streets, we call them, when it comes to smuggling, smuggling interdiction and the calls for service out there. 100 calls a month just for border-related crimes. We have to have that assistance. So if it wasn't for Governor Ducey in our state, I'd be in serious trouble in my county. Now, it used to be that uh, ICE would pick up, if you arrested somebody, uh, that ICE would pick them up. How is that going now? Well, we're, we're fortunate enough that uh, we have about 400 Border Patrol agents left in our county working with us. We still have, like I said, over 1,000. So we work pretty well with you them. You went from 1,000 to 400. Yeah, under this administration. Uh, to give you an example, in the last 19 months, uh, total, there's been 5 million uh, breaches on our southwest border under this administration. A million of those were gotaways, and that's what we know of. And we talk about the humanitarian, a thousand migrant deaths on the 31 border counties. So again, we're seeing it all down there. I call it the largest crime, zone, crime scene in this country as a result of this administration's, like any problem, George, once you recognize you got a problem, you got to engage it, you got to recognize it, acknowledge it, and then act on it. We have failed to do that, Congress and this administration. Is um, uh, is your county uh, impacted economically as far as uh, the uh, taxes or the, the amount of spending of money that uh, that you're that you're you know going through? Is it being impacted in that way? Oh, it definitely it is. I mean, your quality of life is being impacted, and then you look at our hospitals. You look at all the the impacts that we're dealing with, the crashes. There's just nothing good coming out of this. I'm looking for the win in this, and there is no win, George. What I see is for for elected officials, both local, state, and federal, all of us, we take an oath, and that is to protect our country, protect our citizens. Right now, absent the federal government, and it's not helping us at all. And, and I say this, this is intellectual avoidance with an intended consequences by President Biden and this administration. You got it. Sheriff Daniels, thank you very, very much for, for, for being with us today. Thank you, George. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. 
Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from uh, Washington, D.C., here at the uh, fair radio road that we've got. Uh, hold our feet to the fire. And we've got America's sheriff, uh, my favorite sheriff. <laughs> of course, I won't say that to the other sheriffs. Uh, uh, Mr. Mark Lamb from Pinal County, Arizona. And uh, he's on the border. Sheriff, tell us, what uh, what's the situation like in your neck of the woods regarding the border crisis? Well, it's a mess. I mean, we're not right on the border. We're 50 to 60 miles off the border, uh, but we have the I-10 interstate that runs right through our border. We have a desert area on the south end, which is actually a Native American reservation that runs into Mexico. And this has always been an issue where the cartel has pushed uh, military-age men in camouflage clothes, carpet shoes, backpacks, there to avoid detection. They're trafficking humans into this country, and they're trafficking drugs. I will tell people, if any of your listeners out there, and I think you got your listeners probably already know, this is not about immigration. This is about human trafficking and drug trafficking into America, and it is happening on our watch. Now, I've got to ask you this, because in San Antonio, in Bear County, we have a sheriff uh, who uh, is a Democrat who just announced that he is investigating the uh, transporting of illegal aliens to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Specifically, he is uh, uh, investigating Governor uh, DeSantis from Florida. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on a sheriff getting involved in something like that? Well, in something like that, I just don't see where he has any jurisdiction. Look, if there's a crime that's been committed as a sheriff, he has the right to go and investigate it when it happens in his jurisdiction. I don't think this happened in his jurisdiction, so I don't think he has any business investigating something like that. So that just looks to me like it was political more than anything. Um, just, I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love the video. I didn't love his stance on it. I'm all for holding people accountable, but uh, Governor DeSantis is not who he should be holding accountable. You know, what he should, who he should be holding accountable is the government. Why did he not do a video like that when 53 people were found in a truck in his own county? Why did he not go after those people? People. Instead, he's worrying about um, uh, 50 people who were flown on a private plane who signed uh, a, 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 sl a permission slip or whatever. They signed a consent saying they could go up there. They were had food and showers and all that. That was a problem for him. But the 53 people that died at the hands of the cartel because of, of the Biden administration's policies, he said nothing. Now, the other thing that's worrisome uh, and uh, is in Texas, we're not seeing folks dressed in camouflage uh, coming through the bushes. It looks like an army. Whenever we look at a, at a picture of that in your county uh, and, and uh, we see these men in camouflage, it certainly looks like an invasion. Well, you know, I, had, uh, I did a interview with a reporter from Utah the other day and he kept using that term invasion. The way he was saying it was, you know, kind of demeaning it. And I said, well, let me give you the definition of invasion. The definition of an invasion is the intrusion of a large group of people into a sphere or, of activity or place or in an unwanted incursion of a group of people into an area. By definition, this is an invasion. So if you just take it by its, its definition, it's an invasion because these people are are coming here into our sphere of activity, into our place. It's an incursion, an intrusion, and uh, we need to be able to hold them accountable um, and not allow them to come in here. Look, I'm all for legal immigration. I want people to come here and make a better life for themselves. I've lived in other countries. I understand and appreciate that. But what is not okay is to let them come in here illegally and certainly not to let the cartels traffic these people um, and use them like a, a commodity and then also kill people, poison Americans uh, with the fentanyl they're bringing in and other drugs. The uh, situation that was uh, announced today uh, by um, the Border Patrol is that um, they have caught uh, 17 people on the terrorist list, which is more than they've ever caught in five years. Uh, your thoughts? Well, actually, the, the, I think the number is over 50 for the year so oh, Yes, far. 50, over 50. Yeah, and, and you got to believe that that's who they caught. Yeah. How many people are terrorists that aren't on the list yet? 
that wish ill will on America. There's a lot of those people. You've got to be naive to think that everybody coming to this country across that border illegally it has good intentions for America. Many of these people have very bad intentions. I actually heard recently some good intel that Maduro in, in, in Venezuela is sending a lot of his hitmen and his henchmen across the border uh, to do uh, harm to America. And you that makes sense because they have an open border. Or we have an open border and they're allowed to send people in here that are going to do damage to America and make America the communist country uh, that Venezuela is. So you got to be naive to think that they're not coming in. And if they caught 50, that means there's probably hundreds more that did come through that are on the terrorist watch list and how many are not on the, not even on the list yet. What are your uh, concluding thoughts about uh, this situation? Uh, it just seems to be getting worse. Do you think we'll ever be able to reverse it? Well, elections have consequences, first and foremost. Um, this administration is, is absolutely complicit in this human trafficking and drug trafficking. Their inability and their, in a, in their, their lack of desire to control the southern border. Um, but, you know, they said they were going to reinvent America in 2020, and that's exactly what they're doing. It, and they're doing it starting with the... Uh, they're not controlling the southern border and allowing this to happen. So do I think we can get out of it? Sure, we're America. We're the greatest country in the world. But uh, every day that goes by makes it harder and harder, and we're going to have to make some hard choices to be able to, to do that, to be able to fix that problem. So every day that goes by makes it harder uh, for whoever has to come in and fix it. You've got it. We've been speaking with uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb from uh, Pinal County, Arizona, America's Sheriff. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from from Washington, D.C. We're here at the FAIR conference, and we've got uh, Sheriff Benny, uh, Urbino Morales, or Martinez, excuse me, <laughs> Martinez from uh, Brooks County uh, in Texas. That's uh, down in Falfurrias uh, with the famous cheese. And uh, we wanted to uh, get an update of how are things with the uh, Sheriff, tell us, I mean, uh, the, the news is mostly concentrating right now on what's going on in Eagle Pass and in Del Rio. But what's going on in Brooks County? Because Brooks County, once, once upon a time, was the focal point. We used to see everything and everything that was going on over there. Well, you know, we're still having the same issues. It's just the fact that you can say maybe the fact that everyone is filtering through Eagle Pass and, and Del Rio, so everyone is there. Uh, and it's just because it's news. But we still have the same issues in Brooks. That has not changed. Uh, the people coming through is the same amount. The, the, we're at 78 bodies we recovered for the year. So I, I, I guess it's fair to say that maybe that's not news anymore because it's been going on for a while. So it's... They just now, 78 bodies. Yep. The, the, these are the bodies of, of uh, illegal aliens, the migrants that have died in the bush. Uh, and uh, what do you guys? I mean, do you guys still bury them, or do you? Got, how do how do you handle those situations? No, those bodies are not being buried. No longer being buried. We have uh, we work alongside Texas State University. They're they're a specific department, uh, the anthropology department, and, and what they're doing. If we don't identify the body down at this end and our end in Brooks County, they'll go to their body farm, and 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 stay there until we can get a proper identification. And and those that are skeletal remains, they go there also. But that DNA has been processed, it's been submitted to NAMAS and to various other uh, departments that, that worked at, uh, NGOs that preside over that. So we're actually, we kind of expanded that to where we can actually try to locate these, these identify these, these folks as soon as possible. Now, what about uh, car chases? Are you guys see, uh, seeing uh, those? Are there are there more? Come on, how, how's that happening? Well, that, there's there's lots of those, you know, and it's simply because there's been a percentage in a lot of stolen trucks that are coming down from either the Libo County area or, or San Antonio area, Houston area, and they're filtering down. And I've been warned about about my truck. Oh yes, yes, to be careful of those. And right now, there's been a, a surge in those Ford um, Raptors. They, they they, those vehicles are getting stolen. So what happens is that they bring down those vehicles. It's a stolen vehicle, so they got nothing to lose. So they'll tear down to the fence lines. You know, uh, we've had uh, several drive-throughs to the King Ranch area, which has never used to be done before. And now they'll filter right through it. So there's there's a lot of damage being done, a lot of cost to that damage, right? So uh, that's what our landowners are, are dealing with. As far as the 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 um 
uh, chases. What about what about uh, the the cartels uh, or anybody shooting at your deputies? I mean, uh, is, uh, that kind of violence. Are you seeing any at all like that? No, we're not seeing anything like that. What we are doing is recovering more stolen guns inside the trucks, but we're also they have what they call a decoy, and that decoy is pretty much keeping us from getting to the target vehicle. So they're, they're blocking us, in other words. They're uh, assisting them to get away while they're blocking us from doing our job. So that's occurring. They're utilizing their vehicles to keep us from going after them. What's, uh, in your opinion, what's the biggest headache that you guys, the biggest uh, problem that you are, are seeing as, as a sheriff in law enforcement in your, your county? Yeah, that's a good question. We do have, of course, death. That's one of them. The pursuits, another one. Uh, the the fact that we still are a long way from collaborating and getting information filtered to us. Okay, we're utilizing as much as we can as far as the, our LP readers, etc., so we can identify the targets. But we still have a little a little hurdle, I guess you can say, to getting everyone else to, to share information. That's still one of the biggest issues is communication. That's one of the biggest issues. That, that And that would be between agencies or that would be what? It, it varies. It could be between agencies. It could be that maybe our area is not solid enough to get that communication message out. Okay? So it varies. And and, and But we really need to, to ourselves, as, as law enforcement people, come together and 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 bring that to to a halt. Yeah, uh, how big how big of a county is Brooks County, and how many deputies do you have to cover? Well, we have we have five deputies that kind of do the work on the ground, but we have 944 square miles, almost the size of Manhattan, right. except we're not populated. If that makes any sense, yeah, right. a lot of private ranch lands. Uh, the checkpoint, one of the busiest checkpoints along the Southwest Corridor, uh, it's in our county. You know, and we adopt some of those cases into into the into our system. You know, we had a the other. Uh, it's been about 10 months or so. We had one in 73 that didn't meet the criteria for federal prosecution. So we, we took that case. We had one in 28. Now I'm talking about 28 people, okay, 73 in the, in, in the truck tractor, right, in the trailer. So these are issues that, that we need to pay attention to. It could be another San Antonio scenario where they found all 53 of them dead. So, you know, we still have 78. Right, so we we still need to be careful on this on these issues, and, and and you know, of course, we've got to be sensitive. But we, I do definitely have a national security issue, border issue. We we have the 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 health issue that we deal with, and then the humanitarian issue. All, all compound, all all at one time, all together. Sheriff, thank you very much for taking some time with us. I know you've been your uh, your, your your demand time is very real high, real here today because uh, you're so popular with the the issues that are going on in your backyard. Anything else you'd like to leave with before we let you go? No, I appreciate you. Thanks for for putting out the word. You know, we we definitely need to secure the border. It, it, it has to be done. It's got to close it and 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 start applying policy. It's all about policies here. Nothing else but policies. Okay, you know, I I met. I was at a subcommittee. I testified before subcommittee, and and the, and the chairperson, Padilla, pretty much said that the border is secure, and that we're pretty much a, you know part of a fearmonger group that's putting out all this verbiage, and, and and that's not correct. I wouldn't be sitting here as a sheriff and and do that. I don't do that as a sheriff. No sheriff does that. No law enforcement does that. Okay, no one does. These are factual things that's occurring. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We've been speaking with uh, with Sheriff Urbino Martinez from uh, Brooks County, Texas. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.